0: So, hi. Three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Second Estate. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Sarah Bayer. I'm Hannah Seymour, and
1: in today's episode, we're discussing us being in New York to see Leah Michelle in Funny Girl, which was literally yesterday, yep. um, Cara Delevingne opening up about her sobriety in Vogue, and the 2023 Oscars. I was just yawning mm. deeply as you were introing it, so anyone watching, I'm sorry that I y- the first thing I did in this episode is yawn. But- That's okay. I- look, what's new? That's true, actually. Well, even most episodes we get city, on, we're like,
0: "Oh, sorry, we actually haven't done any." Blah, 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 blah. Like yeah, even excuse.
1: in New York City, I will, I will be <clears> yawning throughout the episode. The city episodes, that never so. sleeps.
0: Hannah is asleep.
1: Yeah, no, I'm awake. I just, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we're in New York.
0: We are in New York. We're currently in our Airbnb. Um, if you are watching the video, I. Sorry, this is the best we could do, um, because. We had some lighting issues in the room. It doesn't really matter. Uh, I also want to point out really quickly if we're being weird and like sort of stopping and like looking off camera, it's because Eddie is literally next to us asleep or sleeping on the couch and just looking watching us while he goes to sleep.
1: Eddie is out if you follow us on Instagram, you'll know he's our friend who has joined us on this trip. Yeah. And a caveat he your GoFundMe Money for this trip did not cover his his anything. Uh, any anything. Nothing has been paid for for Eddie. So in fact we made him
0: pay double for everything. Exactly
1: right. But uh, Eddie does this thing when um he's going to sleep where he looks dead, like his eyes yeah. are open and he stares into the abyss and then he's doing it. As we speak, and it's very unnerving. So, yeah, if we're being weird, it's because of him. Everything is usually because of him. So Yeah.
0: Um, we will get to, like, Leah because we saw Funny Girl, which is the whole purpose of this trip. Yes. So, if you haven't uh, – if you, I mean, most of you probably have been listening along for a long time. This has been, like, literally probably a year in the making now. We've done the whole GoFundMe to get here, like, the entire purpose of the GoFundMe and all those stupid challenges we did. Um, and I think we've just got one left to post. Is that right? Yeah, we've got to do the security mm-hmm. one, which yeah. I actually have
1: to edit, so maybe I'll do that this afternoon. Yeah, nice. Maybe um, go to a New York – bar and have a vino oh yeah
0: yeah and edit the and edit the security video yeah that's a good idea
1: um so what's what's your vibe of new york so far
0: well i was just gonna say um just for those for people who are wondering like what the oh, new york thing is I've if you haven't it. listened Sorry. no that's okay um this is what we've been raising money for to come here to see leah and we're going to talk about funny girl because we did see it but first we're just yes. going to chat about the general new york sort of stuff that's been going on because um because i don't know maybe you want to hear it I'm fucking know. if you don't you can skip this bit. <laughs> do you want to talk about your journey here
1: Oh, yes. So Eddie and I um, decided to. And look, Eddie had already booked his flight. So I'm blaming him again. You wouldn't have heard that, but he just got angry at me as per usual. Um, no. <laughs> Basically, he'd already booked his flight and you literally had already booked. You saw yeah, it did happen that way. Okay. But I chose my flight because I was like, well, I might as well fly with Eddie. And I just didn't really think that logically about the fact that um, we were flying with Qatar, which is a good airline, but you do a 14-hour flight, then you stop over in – he's shaking his head – st- you stop you over in um, Doha and then you – the four-hour stopover and then another 15-hour flight to New York City. So it's a 30-hour journey and you literally go around the world from Australia yeah. to get to New York, which is f- stupid, really stupid. Yeah. Um. Overall, not at like, – Totally unpleasant experience. I slept for the second flight. Yeah. For the Were most you part. always in the middle seat? Um, in the first one, yes. And then the second one, we just had t- a two-seater.
0: So I was on the aisle. Oh, which that's is, good. I'm, a, I'm an aisle girly. Are you? I'm a window girl. Yeah. No, I – well,
1: I don't like feeling like I can't get out whenever I want. Fair enough. And I hate – especially if it's somebody I don't know. But having totally. to be like, oh, can you move Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I want to be able to get, go to the toilet every five minutes if
0: I want yeah, to. Yeah, fair enough. Because
1: sometimes I do want to go to the toilet yeah. every five minutes. Fair so, enough. Fair enough. I'm an aisle girly. But um, Eddie definitely, like, I reckon – uh, he was on the verge of killing me at one point. Maybe, um, Despite it being quite like a chill, no pleasant hiccups. journey, Yeah. Um, I just thought – I just got the vibe at some point. So I was like, he hates me. Like he said after the first flight, he was like, you know what? I'm over you. And I was like, I'm not sure what I did to deserve –
0: Street. He's gonna kill us because we're just completely he slandering said it. him. On he this. said it. He's, he's gonna said come it. up at one point in the podcast. He's gonna come up and snap the mics in no, half.
1: No, pull the mics. Yeah. Smack me in the face. Yeah. wouldn't be the first you know, time. Everything sorry. will cut
0: up. Yes, it would. Poor. <laughs>
1: <coughs> no, guys, Eddie's actually such a great guy, and I mean that. I really. It's <laughs> <His> poor. <thing. laughs> just watching him react. I really do mean that sincerely. Um, yeah. Eddie, do you want to come and say hello to the camera? Nah, he doesn't want to. Okay. Um, but anyway, that was the journey. Um yeah. do you want to talk about your luggage experience?
0: Yeah. I so I flew on a different flight to these guys um and uh it was all hunky dory except for the fact that my luggage um went another way. My luggage decided to go to Brisbane. Uh instead of luggage The
1: I- luggage was it Vanessa Hudgens in High School Musical too.
0: Yeah. I got to go, go my, my own way. way. So it went from I flew Melbourne to Sydney, Sydney to LA, LA to New York, and in Sydney, my lucky, I have an air tag in it because. Um, Sorry to interrupt. But of course how I long do. was your journey overall? Hours, um, like just plane, or including stopover including time? Stopovers. Um, one, probably two, thirteen, fifteen, uh, like twenty-four hours. So it was six hours shorter than ours. Yeah, but I had a five-hour stopover in LA. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. That was quite a long stopover. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so shorter. Yep. Yep. Anyway. Uh, I'm just curious. It's
1: actually not that much shorter, so I'm feeling better. No, because anyway. New York,
0: the east coast of America is like almost halfway around the world from Australia kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Anyway,
0: suitcase. Uh, the suitcase. So basically, I got to Melbourne Airport. I mean, I got to Sydney and I was... Got on my flight, like, and I had about an hour in between my flight landing in Sydney and my other flight taking off, right? It's enough time for them to get my luggage from domestic to international mm-hmm. at Sydney Airport, at least. It's not that big of a fucking airport. I reckon
1: short stopovers are a risk for two reasons that you mm. might not get the next flight and yeah. that. Well, yeah, but I, yeah. Qantas
0: let me book it. So, yeah, like, it's still, I, I didn't book it manually. Like, they suggested that booking. I've done Even it before so, and it's been okay. Yeah. Like, I Sydney just, Airport, I, just because it's not like LAX. In LAX, Mm -hmm. I agree, I would be nervous. Anyway, Um, but I just was looking at my AirTag and I was like, hmm, my luggage still seems to be in the domestic terminal. And I was like – taxiing on the runway and I was like my luggage is not with me it's at their domestic terminal so then I was like frantically texting my mom being like can you please call them I'm about to get on a f- like 13 hour flight or 14 hour whatever it is to LA um and I was like please call them please call them please call them I'm about to I'm literally I was taking off in the air and I was like I'm losing reception please call Qantas here's my bag tag number and then just had to go off and like offline and when I landed in LA I had to look at where it was on the air tag and it was like two o'clock in the morning in Australia so I couldn't get on to mum. um Lol, that I made, tried try to make her do it though and sort it out, did so she that do by it? the time I landed, no, nah. she called oh. them, but they were like, we can't do anything till she gets there. They're so unhelpful. Oh. Um, but I uh, shout out to Kay for calling them though. Yeah, she did try. Um, but yeah, so then I landed in LA and I saw my bag was for some reason in Brisbane, and then I had to figure out. So then I went, I went talk to the luggage people. This is what pissed me off. If I didn't have the air tag in there, there would have been absolutely no way I would have known what happened to my bag, because like I got to LA and looked at, the, and it had not updated. It was in Brisbane, but it was like, it hasn't updated for an hour. And then I was like, I'm going to look when the Brisbane to LA Qantas flight leaves. And it was an hour before. So it kind of went offline obviously because it was in the air and it couldn't connect. So I figured out that it was on that flight. I was like, it must be on the Brisbane to LA flight. And the staff there were like, Oh yeah, cool. And I was like, can you confirm if it's on that flight? And they were like, Oh no. I was like, how can you not confirm? Don't you have a fucking system? Like, what do yeah, you mean? Yeah. And then they were just like, oh, you just got to keep traveling to your next destination, like to your final destination, which was New York. I was like, okay. And so I get there and I was like, okay, I think it's on this flight because it was still – it was a 14-hour flight. So that by the time I got to New York, it was still on that plane. And he's like, oh, yeah, it could be. And I was like, but can you check where it is? He's like, oh. He like, like wrote in the number. He's like, oh, there's nothing – there and I was oh like, my- so if I didn't like, and I, I was like, so if I didn't have the air tag, there's no way you could possibly know where my luggage is. And he's like, eventually it would update. And I was like, right. And then anyway, I I woke up the next day. Um, like I had, I just like had to keep going. He was like, we'll call you when it gets here. They'll rush it onto the plane here once it gets to L.A. And I was like, okay. And then I um went to bed, woke up the next morning, saw it was in LA uh, and then saw like when it got on the plane in LA to New York, saw when it got to New York kind of thing. And so it was probably like the next day in the afternoon when it got to New York or about midday. And I was waiting, he was like, I'll call you when your bag gets here. Cause you can come pick it up if you want. I was like, okay. And then I'm just sitting there wait, like waiting for him to call. Cause I can see it's been there for like an hour and he just never called. So I called him and I was like, is my bag there? He's like, Oh yeah. Is it the, is it the green one? And I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. It's here. I was like, can I come and fucking get it? He's like, yeah, sure. Like, if you want it delivered, it'll probably come, like, tomorrow afternoon. I was like, you people are fucking useless. Yeah, so if yeah, I didn't yeah. have the tag, So you had to go back to um, – I had to go to Newark. Newark. Yeah. You had to go I, to New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey to get my bag. But it's like if I didn't go, if I didn't see it was there on the AirTag, I would have had no way to know where yeah, it was yeah, yeah. and wouldn't have known to go Good get Good lesson
1: it. for me personally because oh. our friend Holly um, actually – a little hot tip for everyone. She uses her old iPhone. So, you don't yeah, need to buy an air tag. She just puts Find My Phone on her I mean, old it's phone. It's cheaper to get an air tag. Yeah, but if you already have an old phone that you haven't got rid of. Yes, yeah. Like, my phone, old phone is like, I've had it for so long Yeah, I'm, Yeah. Probably not, it's sitting in a not drawer somewhere. Anything. Yeah. So, how much is an air tag? Like $40. It's really not that expensive. Yeah. Anyway, um, but that's also another hack you can use if you have an old phone that you want to use. You can. Yeah. Um, I'll be doing
0: that next time because this saga with you, I'm like, I don't want that to happen. No, so. it was so shit. And the only reason that, like, it was. It worked out is because I could yeah. track it myself. Because otherwise, they literally they like it was the least helpful thing I've ever experienced so in my annoying. life. Just like no concept of where it even was. You're really
1: at the whim of like with flying. You're so at the whim of like the airlines, the people that work the random there, and the like, person you had. And to the talk fact to. that you're trusting like your luggage, like all of your personal belongings, yeah. often with like important shit in them. Yeah,
0: it's scary. It is scary. It's so fucking hot in here. It's really hot. We found out, right, that mm-hmm. um, this is just us complaining. It is just us complaining. No, but in this in this like building that we're staying in, um, the heat is centrally controlled, so it's controlled for the whole building. You can't control yeah. it in the individual apartment. So we have no. You just have to open a if window. If you lived
1: here, that would be wild that you couldn't control your, your own, own heating heat in your own apartment. Yeah. Oh, um, but aside right. from that, should we talk about New York itself? Mm. What's been your highlights so yeah. far? Yeah.
0: Oh wow, that's. I mean, probably the show. Other than the show, Let's we just go oh, to Balthazar.
1: True. We went to Balthazar on Saturday night, which if you don't know, uh, is the restaurant that James Corden famously got 86 from, aka banned from, and then he's no longer banned, but he was banned initially for being extremely rude to the wait staff on two occasions. And so we thought we would um, honour him and go to Balthazar ourselves. It is a restaurant that's a bit of a celebrity hotspot. Yeah, there's lots of celebrities So a lot of... And also we sat outside, but the interior was cool. Like I would have loved to sit outside. Yeah. It was really busy. It was a Saturday night. It was a big vibe. Yeah. Um. But after we left, we sat outside, we found out some. Oh, yeah.
0: So we were like – we had been at Balthazar. This is Saturday night. Um. And, yeah, they often get notable people through. And a friend of ours, shout out Pippa, um, texted me yesterday being like, what the fuck? And I was like, what? And she was like, sent me a screenshot of the owner of Balthazar who's like kind of like a bit eccentric. And he posted – um that Woody Allen had been there with his wife um at the same time that we were there so we cuz when we arrived there, was, wife there and was a stepdaughter wife yeah wife and stepdaughter dual role um we, when we got there, it was like quite like packed around the front. And I just thought it was just a busy restaurant they take, you know, they're seating a bunch of people. It's just really hectic, but it turns out, I think the commotion we be- was because Woody Allen was there. Um, and we didn't even realize we just like went in. We're like, Oh, can we have our reservations? We went and sat at our table. Didn't notice. Did you, you didn't notice, did no? you? Um, but yeah, so we dined with no. Woody Allen.
1: Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. I also walked past that guy, um, Phi or Faye, I don't know how to say his Cut, name. Kendall's friend. Kendall's friend mm-hmm. uh, on the street in Soho. So that was cool. That's a celebrity sighting that we've had. Um, yeah, I tried to hit on someone in the line at Balthazar. Yep. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. And Sarah was like, Hannah, <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it. <laughs> I was just like, can we please sit down? Woody,
1: anyway, Allen. It was, it was Woody
0: Allen. It was Woody Allen. It was Woody Allen. I didn't um, know it was him. I, I tried to hit on him. Um, uh, yeah, and Balthazar, like as a restaurant – was fine. The food was fine. Yeah, overall, like – It was fine. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, But it wasn't like what – It was yum,
1: but it's like I reckon I've made better pumpkin ravioli than
0: that. 100%. I've made better steak. But the thing is every restaurant in America, and I will will take this opinion to the grave, I could go to the most expensive restaurant in New York City tonight and it wouldn't be as good as probably like the Coffee Club Frankston.
1: That – yeah, Eddie's also making a face. Nah, I think I, that's an that's, exaggeration. Nah, that's, like, I thought the
0: food was nice. Like, it was it good. It was not. It was just so subpar. It like, was not like
1: – yeah, the coffee
0: club that's is definitely – That's how I feel about it. Th- that's
1: an exaggeration. Even uh,
0: breakfast that, this morning.
1: I agree that the food is – I've never had a meal. The only food I've had in America that's been like, holy fuck, has been like Fast a food. bagel or um, Chick-fil-A. Or, Fast food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or like, yeah, like a bagel from like a takeaway, like OG bagel joint. Yeah. Um, But in terms of nice dining, the food was nice. It just wasn't like, the, wow, this is no, Balthazar. No better like, than a pub. No, at home. I would agree with that. No like better I'd than expect, a pub. I expect yeah. to get that ravioli at a pub. Yeah. Or a, yeah. But just so What wasn't bad. I wouldn't say it's coffee. But it's coffee. not. I wouldn't say coffee club level.
0: That's just my reference for um, but all American breakfast. I would
1: agree that like, uh, you know. A it's a pub. General
0: pub. Like, yeah. Not even Marquis of Lawn. No. Like it's just like a random part. No,
1: I would say the, our standard for dining out, food wise, but in in Melbourne it's is quite high. About
0: six times more more expensive. That's why yes. it annoys me.
1: Balthazar was like you couldn't. Well, I was shocked, but well, we were all shocked by this. But like you yeah. couldn't get a glass of wine for cheaper than twenty six US dollars. Yeah, a, a which single is glass. Insane. Yeah, but you could get. We got a bottle for I think like seventy US. 60, 70, Yeah, yeah. Which is still exp- Fucking yeah. expensive. It's like what hundred bucks. Yeah, like, but if really- your
0: food doesn't meet that, what pisses me off is it's like the quality of food in America just never meets the price ever. The prices are yeah. exorbitant, and the food is just literally subpar at best. It's tr-
1: you are right. I like, don't think about bizarre. it. Like the brekkie this morning was like fine. If I got, got, that, in, if I got, if I got that in Melbourne, I would be like, oh, mm, this place isn't that good." Yeah. But here, I'm like, "Oh, this is good." Yeah. But I think it's because my bar is so low. Yeah, here. it is low. Like but if you're I better get, like I said, if I get, you get a bagel here. Like I, had the bagel
0: I had yesterday, I was like, "This is delicious." Yeah. Um, they do take away fast food really well, but yeah. they just like suck at cooking. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> They do
1: <laughs> Yeah the pumpkin On my pumpkin ravioli Was like not cooked Yeah Properly I'm like
0: that's Balthazar. Like that's a big yeah, famous I know. Celebrity The spot. pumpkin was
1: like kind of That's why my like, Why do think- celebrities grow there
0: I don't know Maybe it's just to be seen
1: Weird Alright Shall we Yeah,
0: yeah. Start mm-hmm. Alright do you have anything
1: else to say before we talk about Leah? I
0: don't think so. Um, Eddie, have you got anything just, to add? Just, I guess I
1: wanted to say about New York, and we both agree with this, it yeah. really is the coolest city in the world. It's the best. It's just, there's such a vibe here. It's such a cool city. It is. Um, just walking around. It's, stop staring at me.
0: I was looking at Sarah when talking Well, I was just asking him if he had anything else to say. I'm sorry, say. Eddie's
1: staring. I'm sorry, Eddie. Anyway, he makes me <laughs> uncomfortable, guys. Um, <laughs> sorry no (laughs) Eddie sorry no guys okay anyway sorry Eddie um keep going um so yeah New York is just a fucking cool city it's such even with also the weather's obviously very cold but I've been enjoying like figuring out how to layer because I've never actually really been Melbourne doesn't get this cold so it's been interesting to experience that and to figure out how to dress properly for this weather um gonna snow
0: tomorrow as well I believe
1: I'm excited for that. I think I'm gonna buy some fluffy earmuffs. As I said, some pink fluffy earmuffs. Do you think I'd look cute with them? Yep. Also, guys, me and Sarah sharing a bed, but it's platonic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I said the more she says it, (laughs) the more it seems like it's not. Well, I'm like weirdly sick, so it definitely is at the moment. Yeah, I'm sitting upright. Also, it wouldn't (laughs) be otherwise. (laughs) i'm sleeping upright like completely like a-
1: thing when she's sick is to eat six oranges cold and flu and just sit upright Sleep oh, i can't upright. get any oranges so i'm just sleeping you could upright. get oranges at a bodega i don't want to shout orange. out to bodegas i just want to say bodegas are um the best thing in the world yeah they're like great. they're my one of my favorite things about new york yeah is the, bodega. the bodegas you should
0: go get a chopped cheese if you ever had one no oh, we'll go get one but
1: to everyone who hasn't been to new york bodegas are like they're on corners like every corner and you can get anything you want in the world at any time it's like you can get a smoothie like a, a salad sandwich you can get works. some but so deli much better and there's like a flowers there's the deli there's like you could get you know a toothbrush or like alcohol like you can just get anything
0: yeah they're great little mini supermarkets but also make you With food like, yeah they make you fresh food so yeah it's great okay so ladies and gentlemen boys and girls we are in new york city thanks to you We have made it here and now we have officially seen Leah Michelle in Funny Girl on Broadway. It is currently Monday here and we saw her on the Sunday matinee and we'll also see her on her Wednesday evening performance. But for our first story today, we're just going to discuss the show. Um, And I also said on our trip in general in this intro, but we've already done that. So we're going to discuss the show and how grateful we are that you guys made this happen for us. Um, Hannah, where would you like to start?
1: Um, I think it's good to start with – when we she was about to come on, oh, that was yeah, m- we were sitting in a little row, me, Sarah, and Eddie, and we were all holding each other in like people, as you said in, in the audience, you, like, people would think we're a truffle, like, we yeah. were all holding each other's hands, hands, like, waiting, um, fully like
0: vice like grip on each other, like, correct. literally. Like, um, yeah. and they have
1: a little prelude, is that what it's called? Uh, a-
0: yeah, like, they have that like thing where they play a little yeah. bit of all the tracks. which it
1: did get to the point where I was like. All right, hurry along because yeah. we were we were all like, you know, waiting. Um, and when she came on, it was it was truly a, a cosmic experience. Yeah. I would say it um, was. She was incredible. She was. She was really,
0: really as good as you would hope she it, would be. I was thinking about it last night as well because when she sings, oh. when she sings like. If you're familiar with Leah's voice from, like, recordings of it, it's so beautiful and mm-hmm. so amazing. But there mm-hmm. is, like – it's no different in real – it's almost, like, weird to hear it in real life because it's not different. No, she's so she amazing. It's, like, pure and, like, completely, like, unfiltered, amazing vocals. And so, like, that's why when you hear it in real life, it almost seems fake. It almost seems like playback because it's, yes. like, that perfect. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is, and I-,
1: I was <laughs> interested to see that because when I've seen her perform in the past for – even for, like, Glee performances <laughs> – She's never been, like, pitchy, but she never sounded exactly like the – Yeah, the recording. But she has gotten so amazing yeah. that, like – because that's a, so, sort of the standard you expect from broad, Broadway. Definitely. Like, when we saw Wicked last year, I yeah. remember being, like, f- their voices are – So good. So good. They, yeah. It's, like, perfectly in tune mm. constantly, which is, like, even for the best singers, it's not God. an easy thing to do. But mm. on Broadway, it's sort of anyway, – anyway, she was amazing. Mm. Um, yeah. Obviously, like – the the actual production of the show
0: the rest of the actors and everything was really good I that liked the awesome. set I thought the set was cool yeah that was inventive I thought the way it would like spin around it, and it had stuff. this
1: big sort of tower a mm. turret thing in the middle yeah. I loved her the the actress who plays her mum also plays um, have you seen uh, Crazy Ex Girlfriend yeah it's the mum in that oh, she's right. so funny and yeah. I quite like that actress. A good actress yeah she's she quite was famous
0: I think on Broadway yeah, yeah she
1: was she was really good I liked her mm. um, yeah I think the the main thing, the main takeaway was I, this might be blasphemous for some yeah. people, but I actually like didn't, <laughs> it just dropped something, but didn't know the full storyline of Funny Girl. Yeah, neither seeing, did I. Yeah. Like we obviously. I kind of didn't
0: want to, to be honest. Exactly. Yeah. I
1: think we both knew the songs from Glee and we both obsessed with Leah Michelle and the kind of the um, p- prophecy fulfilling nature of this whole thing. But I didn't fully know the narrative aside from it being like her becoming a star. But we should I guess note the actual like the the actual plot of the show yeah. is so fucked so fucked
0: up <laughs> it's, so like, weird, I didn't realize- it's based off this real lady's yeah. life Fanny like Bryce. Fanny Bryce is this real lady so I think the like basically the plot of it is like this Fanny is sort of this um, unattractive which is a hard bow to draw with Leah as well well also mm-hmm. with Barbara's chosen. not Beanie though Um, no but it's like she's meant to be unattractive Julie Julie Benko Benko, I don't know what she looks like she's gorgeous it is weird getting she's meant to be like not conventionally attractive like maybe like not really thin or whatever and Leah kind of is all those things so it is hard when she's making jokes about the other girls being a size 4 and it's like yeah like like, what what size 6 whatever it is like it's kind of like well what are you – like, there's, like, a bits in the script that don't really add up in that. But basically the – long story short is the storyline is about Fanny Bryce who's sort of, yeah, this girl who doesn't quite fit the mold but is an extremely talented comedian and singer. Um, and it's set in, what, the like 20s or 30s or something like that? 20s. 20s, believe, yeah. yeah. And she sort of um, ends up joining this, like, sh- big touring showgirl group as the, like, main singer and performer despite the odds um, and then meets this man named Nick Arnstein who's, like um, – this sort of handsome socialite guy, thank you, Eddie, who's got his finger in a bunch of, like, financial pies uh, and, like, you know, it has racehorses, that kind of guy, not, not really a Gambling, job. Gambling, yeah. this, that, and the other. Gorgeous. 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 Very charming. ruffled shirt. Yeah. It's like this whole,
1: and his, the, 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 her mum's obsessed with him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, and he charms her. Um, and basically she gives up, like, her career on stage for a bit to marry him and, like, follow him around in his career. He loses all his money. Uh, There's this bit... Yeah, that's like the crux of the show. Yeah. The first as to act, and the acts and the first act is sort of
1: about her becoming a star, which you can get behind. Then she meets Nick Arnstein. You can also kind of get behind it. Yeah. Um I think if it was a modern telling of this story and if it wasn't trying to stick to the reality of the this life. The life
0: of this actual actress of Fanny
1: Bryce, I think what would have happened was there's this guy who actually is her choreographer who asks her out out early in the show, he's great. I think if it was a modern version of this show, she would end up with him. Totally. But she ends up with Nikki Arnstein. And what happens is there's this, like, crucial bit where she's fallen in love with him. She's really successful. This is in the first act, and they are, like, living – they're in Cleveland together, and she's really happy and stuff – But then she's at the train station and he has to go off to New York because he needs to see the race. Oh, fucking! I don't know. She needs to go to Monte Carlo for some reason. Monte Carlo, that's – yeah. And he's like, I need to – he doesn't want to marry – she's like, we're going to get married, right? And he doesn't want to marry her until he's got enough money to –
0: support them or something. Or something.
1: And she's like, it doesn't matter. I've got money. But he still leaves. And I was watching this and I was like, this guy sucks. He really sucks. He sucks. (laughs) Like you're watching and going – Oh, hang on, you've got this, like, incredibly successful, like, amazing person, yeah. Fanny Bryce, and you're leaving her and she's just, please marry me. Like, yeah. I, the whole thing, I was like, sure, this can't be the It's full the yeah. Then, Don't Rain On My Parade, which is obviously this incredible song, yeah. which I thought was going to be about um her pursuing her dreams. Yes. It's actually about her leaving her work. Yep. Leaving her work and the director her career, of, like, her career. The sh- director of the show was like, if you leave, you're losing your spot. She leaves so that she can go marry him to, in Monte Carlo, even though he said he doesn't want to marry her yeah. yet. Which just and then she sings "Don't Rain on My Parade." I was like, wait, hang on. Like, "Don't felt- Rain on My Parade"
0: is the the, the huge, massive yeah. song from this from this musical, which everyone like always cites as being yeah. like, and Leah's the thing Lee is famous for. Obviously, her rendition <laughs> of
1: that was oh. Holy She's fuck. amazing. Like I would yeah. watch her do literally anything. Same, But to realise that that was the premise of the song it's was so jarring, yeah. I think, um, to, to see. And then the second half act of the show, it just c- goes completely off the rails. Yeah. Like,
0: it is. Just- well, I remember reading early reviews of this when Leah first joined and they were like – um. You know, even though they mod it because they did slightly change the mm-hmm. ending of the show, Eddie, can you explain how they changed the ending of the show? Because <laughs> I'd like to come over, come over and, here and talking to the mic.
1: Sorry, Eddie. Um, Friend of the podcast, Eddie, is going to come explain the change of the show.
0: Um, so, in the original movie, essentially, um, it ends with her. The The big finale is the song My Man, which she does, which is essentially her singing about. How much she loves Nick and everything. And he goes to did, jail, by the way. Yeah, in the movie, he goes to jail for embezzlement and stuff like that. And she says she's going to wait around for two years. And essentially, she says she's, when he comes out, she's finally going to retire and like just be his wife because he was so insecure um, of her being the money maker and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, in the. And that's what, how it ends. That's, yeah, that's how it ends. It ends with her seeing that he's going to jail and she's going to wait around for him to come out. Um, but it was different in the play, wasn't it?
1: Correct, Eddie. Um, Thank you for that explanation. Off you trot. Uh, (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah, no, so they Um, changed it. So In the show they sort of both reluctantly, well, her reluctantly part ways ways divorce after the three years he's been in jail and then she finally – this bit is quite heartwarming. She has this little bit where she takes off her – thing and she's wearing this sparkly dress and she sings Don't Rain on My
0: Parade again, which was great. I love how they and did that. And that actually made the song feel like how it was meant exactly, to feel. Exactly, because you realise
1: she's not giving up on her career, she's given up on Nick Arnstein and she's continuing her career, which is sort of
0: what you hope will happen. I think happen. it's what happened in real life, because he, aban- <clears throat> he abandoned... They them. also have a kid. Just to They, they, to they had yeah. kids, yeah. So what happened was they had kids in real life. I looked this up before when we were at the coffee shop. They had kids in real life, but then... um. When he got out of jail, which is what happens in the. So she waits for him while he's in jail, and then he got out and literally abandoned them. Right. So she would have had to go on with her career, presumably. I think
1: what's really interesting, like as much as you can kind of criticize that story and hope that it goes a different way, I think what's interesting about it, especially, and the guy who plays Nick Arnstein is great. I thought he was. Yeah, he's good. Ron, oh, has Rahman can't. He? Ka- he's also an f- incredible voice. Great. Really, really, yeah. Really, yeah. But he so he plays Nicky Austine, and I think what is interesting about this story is that it, it <laughs> is as much as it is jarring to watch, it is um, true to life in terms of especially of that era how yeah. men would feel men f- often feel you see that story happening where they date not date marry and yeah. have children with very successful women who are the breadwinners and how they find that emasculating and what that showing that experience and how angry he gets at her and how as a modern viewer you watch that and go this man is being ridiculous and um needs to just get a job basically like i was watching just get a job like if you want your own money stop trying to like own casinos and shit just to get a job anyway I agree but I think it, it it is you know as much as it's not that pleasant as a story it also I think at least is kind of showing the truth of yeah, the of, of, of often how um, men are in romantic relationships where they don't
0: feel that they are the main the money maker yeah. or the the breadwinner so definitely I um the other thought that I had about this show which is a bit of a deviation from what we've been talking about is like I think the fact that Lee is able to sell Uh, this show like because funny girl was made famous because barbara streisand originated the role in like the 60s or the 70s on stage and because she was such an iconic performer and in that role specifically it really launched her into like superstardom um that is why this show has such a big sort of like um sheen around it or something like that's why it's so coveted this role because it only ever belonged to barbara uh and that's that's the only other person who played barbara before this got uh played fanny bryce before it got revived um and so I think it's not that the show is actually that good. And not what I was saying before is I read a lot of reviews that were saying like the second act is just like no matter what you do, even Leah coming in couldn't save the second act mm-hmm. from itself because it's just a bad, bad writing. It's a bad, you know, um, plot in that in that point in that kind of way. But. I will say, it's such a fucking testament to Leah and her, her talent yes. that every night and every matinee or whatever, she is fucking selling that show out. Because, like, but it's the same thing as the Barbara effect, I guess, of like people went to see Barbara, people are going mm-hmm. to see Leah. And that's like obviously why we were there. We would have seen Leah in anything, but this is prophecy fulfilling, obviously. But like, I, it's no wonder to me why the show was failing when Beanie was in the role. And it's not yeah. even necessarily like just Beanie's fault, but it's like no, it's not at all. It's the show. It's the show yeah. plus her. You need a you need a Leah to carry yeah. that show. You need someone who's that much of a star that people are that willing to just like see them perform. Don't care what the sh-
1: I would see her in, in literally anything. anything. You just want yeah. a vehicle
0: for her. That's all you want, yeah. and that's like what this show is. It's well, fuck. It was an amazing experience. I'm so fucking grateful to you guys. Honestly, yeah. to, like the fact that you guys gave us the money to do this is insane.
1: Yeah, and we're going – I also am really glad because that you suggested that we go twice because yeah. we're going again on Wednesday and our seats are even closer. Yeah. So now that we've seen it once, we've got the kind of g- – the vibe, the gist. Now I feel like we can go in and really just – Hone in on Leah. Hone in on Leah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm And really – because we were kind of um, Far up back. in the yeah, mezzanine, mez, yep. but this time we're going to be like three rows in or something. Yeah, we're fucked. really close. Um, it's going to be – it's gonna be amazing, yeah. and like, yeah, I I think what is so inspiring about this is, yeah, it is prophecy fulfilling, and to see someone that talented just completely own a role, and to see how packed the theater is, and to know yeah. that that she's broken records not because of the show but because of her, um, it feels really special, and like we're kind of part of history in a in a oh, way.
0: I would regret it so much if I never saw her do yeah. it because, like, thank you, Eddie. Uh, yeah. I, um. Anyway, should we? Yeah, I mean – thank. Oh, just. we're also going to wait at stage door at some point.
1: We were thinking of doing um, – We tried to
0: do it before. But
1: she comes out quite quickly. So we're thinking um, maybe tomorrow night – so we're going on Wednesday night, tomorrow night's Tuesday night. We're thinking of going to the stage door without seeing the show Yeah, and just waiting at the stage door until the show ends so that we'll be at the thing. The front of the – And if we do, we will get obviously. her to sign the playbill or something Yeah, or get a photo or whatever. Whatever. Um, but, yeah, guys, hat serious
0: – Stop. Do you think she'd do it? I don't know.
1: Oh, do you reckon? She's um, um, Really? Probably. Yeah. No. Good point, Eddie. Anyway, we'll guys, thank you so 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 much. Um, it really does like it's. I'm and I'm so yeah. excited to see it again. Me too. Like okay, I'm feels, really really excited to see it again. Yeah. Actually. Um.
0: So yeah. Fuck seeing, Tony Rain on My Parade." Like, it's it was, just like. I can't explain it. So powerful. It, oh, I'm so excited. Anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um. Okay.
1: Should we move on? Yeah. Um. So. Cara Delevingne appeared on this month's cover of Vogue accompanying an interview where she speaks about her experience becoming sober in the past four months. Um, so we're going to talk about the interview and also Cara Delevingne like refreshing her public image in the, the now basically. Um, Sarah, what are your thoughts on, on
0: this? Uh, I noticed um, in this article that she also has a chihuahua named Alfie.
1: I did not even notice that. Yeah, she's oh a my chihuahua God. cross.
0: So not really. something named Alfie. That's So that was my main takeaway. It is so hot in here. It is quite Um, hot. I've got it. I always know I'm hot when I get an upper lip sweat.
1: Yeah, yeah. I got it from my dad, but it's a, if anyone was wondering, I got it from my papa. Yeah. Um, When
0: I get really hot, I sweat on my back. Interesting. Yeah.
1: No, I think everyone's got their place. Mine is the upper lip and it's annoying because
0: I wear lipstick and then my upper lip becomes smudged. Anyway uh yep she has a chihuahua named alfie um any other notes <laughs> um i guess like my main one is like actually you know what like she she seems like she'd be kind of a good friend i don't know people speak uh, really highly of her like, i agree i was i know that she's like kind of a bit lame and cringe and stuff. i'm just taking my socks off yeah, sorry just, it. yeah, um hot uh i'll crop in so the audience don't see your feet thank you um they're very <laughs> ugly and covered in warts Ew, i'm just kidding <laughs> imagine how pandan they actually are um yeah, you should. I should. Uh, not for free. That's on the Patreon. Um, exactly which right. Which we don't have. Anyway, um, we do yeah. have OnlyFans, though. <sighs> yes. Um, was like overheating, like dying. Okay. Um, I think also. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I need to cough. Yeah, she said, like, a lot of. Why have you pushed the table on I didn't me? mean to. Um, this is really actually well. kind of.
1: Like, the table's sort of unstable. It's, like, actually unstable. Oh, Look God. at that leg.
0: Oh, no. Anyway, okay. uh, anyway um, yeah, I just thought she seems like she can't actually be this sort of like cringe, um, annoying, self-indulgent celebrity that maybe she gets painted as a lot because her friends kind of do speak highly of her. She seems kind of cool in that way. And she's got like uh, – it's one of those things
1: where like uh, we've often said it about mm. Leah Michelle, but she has these – like Margot Robbie is quoted in the interview. There's a couple of other people that are quoted in the interview who clearly have – Really strong bonds with her. Yeah. And I really do think it when people have those, especially in Hollywood, when people have those kinds of relationships with other people, yeah. like strong, close friend bonds, yeah. I do think that it speaks to someone's character. character. I, I really do. Because I, I just think people who are assholes, maybe that's the wrong way of thinking it, but I really don't think people who are genuinely not good to be around are able to form... I don't think they have, like, super
0: close friends who aren't paid or on payroll, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I guess people could just be bullshitting, but it doesn't seem like that. No, I wouldn't – you wouldn't have, like, fellow famous friends. If you were, yeah. like, famous and a massive asshole. I reckon all your friends would be, like, on payroll. They would be, like – do you know what I mean? Yeah. They'd be kind of, like, yeah, people who are social climbers. Mm.
1: I think also well, – like about I- Demi Lovato. Oh, like her friends. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, I think – You know, what was interesting about this, obviously, that was sort of the the kicker with this is that she is talking about her sobriety and she's only been sober for four months. Yeah, it's wild. Which, look, originally I was like, oh, that's like a pretty short amount of time um, to leave before kind of coming out being sober. But I think after reading it and also watched like there was an interview with her, with the editor of Vogue um, about this. But I think that she, I think there was almost an element of like, she cl- she had that really public, there were the photos yeah. after Burning Man after her birthday, which she notes in this interview were, like she felt mortified by. Yeah. And I thought what was interesting was her talking about how like she went into her 30th having three weeks in Ibiza and then going to Burning Man and she was like, I thought I was having fun and then I saw those photos. Um. And I think when celebrities do speak about sobriety in that way, I think it's actually really important and I think valuable for people who, yeah. who might be – potentially struggling with the same thing but I almost feel like she's clearly in a space where she sort of wants to rehabilitate her public image and make it clear to people that she's gotten her shit together even if it is in four months I think she genuinely clearly is like wants to make a proper comeback wants to be wants to fix the way that she's been viewed because after the whole kind of um there was the that burning man thing and then the thing with um What's her name? At the Billboard Oh, musical? yeah, that's right,
0: Megan the Stallion. Megan
1: the Stallion. There were a few things that were really kind of making people go, she's really erratic, yeah. she's on drugs, da-da-da-da. Um, I think that she probably felt like unless she came out and went, I'm sober now, mm. she probably felt like – and like if she just started working again and showing up in red carpets, she might not feel as though – People would react as positively yeah, unless she had she to kind make of a public statement. Be like, yeah, I'm sober. I know it was embarrassing, but I'm I'm working on it. So yeah, I almost feel like mm. that she probably felt like <clears throat> I've got to address this, and I've yeah. got to address it once I've actually kind of gotten a little bit yeah. back on the horse, sort of thing. Or, yeah, it's yeah. funny.
0: I mean, I do think it's like kind of crazy to go on the cover of a magazine talk about being sober if you haven't even been sober for six months yet, but. I get what you're saying. I agree with that's probably was the intention behind it. The only thing I feel like is like I feel like the whole thing got blown out of proportion or something, particularly in relation to like the Burning Man photos. If someone took a photo of me after a fucking festival, let alone Burning Man, I would look ten times more fucked. Yeah. So, like, do you know what I mean? And like, I think like she – I don't know. I I don't know why there's this like cynic in me that's like – she probably is just using that like reference point to be like, oh, you know, I looked back on that and I was like, I knew something had to change. I was like, surely that's not the moment you knew something had to change because that was like post-festival. Like obviously you were fucked and you look like shit. No,
1: nah, I don't agree with that because I think if I saw photos of myself like that and I saw the way the world was reacting coupled but with you the you know fa- the reality of the situation. Totally. But I think that that coupled with, well, she also did say, she said, quote, I always kind of knew that things were going to have to be different in my 30s. Like she said that that she knew that the way that she was living wasn't sustainable and she knew yeah. that in going into it that she treated that, she said she treated that Ibiza thing and Burning Man as this like last, last hurrah. hurrah. Yeah. So I almost think that she knew that she had a problem. She also talks about the fact
0: that she first blacked out when she was seven. Yeah, because she went around a party drinking, not because she was an alcoholic. No, but. Like, but this is what I mean. I feel like the language can be a little bit dramatic sometimes. In what way? Like, in the way of just, like, if she's talking about going around a party, like, drinking alcohol at seven, like, it's meant to be this sort of, like, doomsday-esque, like, prophecy of alcoholism. But it's like, she obviously was just a kid who went around and accidentally drank all this champagne and then got drunk, which is, like, something that, like, kids do I I guess. But,
1: yes, but I think within the context of her clearly, like, she clearly knows that she was struggling with substance abuse and her mum was an alcoholic. Yeah. So, I, I understand from her perspective why she would see those photos, accompanied by the fact that she was like, "I need to make a change," and go, "All right, uh, this is because it was. It would have been really embarrassing to have those photos like
0: posted yeah, online. It Would have been embarrassing. I don't know. I just think feel like there's some slack to be cut in that capacity of like, like, like you don't. Well, like, coming think back, she's from an festival, addict, or no? It's not, I don't think she's an addict. I just feel like it's not. It wasn't some big like. Um, Britney shaved head moment. Like I think that's what it was being treated as if it was like the, I don't know, her like final straw breakdown Have you moment. seen the videos? Yeah, she's like on the phone like yelling yeah. and stuff. But it's like, I don't know, I'm just. I, oh. <laughs> Sarah just dropped her headphones. Uh, yeah. I get that.
1: Like I think I get in terms of like, but she knew. Yeah, it's hard because clearly for her it was a a, a tipping point. Yeah. So you kind of have to take her word for it there. Um,
0: yeah, I guess I just don't. <laughs> like, I guess mine. My- what, you think she's – I don't – I just think that like a lot of the like well, sort of like reference points or language, it like always really convenient in these things, that's all. Um, I think that in the uh, – like in the point of your making of like successfully trying to like re- rehabilitate her image, right. it's like it's really easy if she can point to like public examples of like whatever um, to be like that was my, you know – um Turning point, and when I realized, like maybe it was, maybe I'm being a cynic for no reason. I just like the the construction of something like this and this sobriety journey being so public. um, It's definitely constructed, like with with sort of uh, public reference points for everybody else to be able to go back to. And this is not to say I don't. Maybe she isn't lying, but I do think that um, she probably isn't lying. She, but it's more just the idea of it being such open for public consumption. In that, like you know, we were part of when. We saw the rock bottom point and now we're seeing the journey of whatever. Do you mean you don't think that was necessarily her rock bottom? Yeah, or, like, whatever. Like, I just don't think it was, like, necessarily as bad as it's being painted out to be. It was It was a post-festival thing. Like, I just yeah, – Yeah, you just don't all. know. No, you, you don't just know, don't but, know. But um, I don't know. That's my – I also just think, like, when I, I see – I believe
1: her, though, that she was, like – embarrassed by those because even, sure even if you're like oh p- people need to cut her some slack maybe yeah. but i think for her like if if i saw that of myself and i also knew i had a problem yeah you can kind of get would be why facts. of course you would yeah
0: but anyway i just think like the whole thing like to me feels like also some i don't know something that's sort of public that maybe shouldn't be public yet it um, is one of
1: those things with sobriety in terms of how you see celebrity like even demi as an example yeah. of this where celebrities get sober and within a short period of time, talk about it and then they relapse, which yeah. is a, a common thing with yeah. sobriety. And it's not something that people should be ashamed, ashamed of. about yeah. or anything, but I, th- I guess going public with it, I agree with you, going public with it in, in such a short period of time feels sort of risky in terms yeah. of what, if if she yeah. does,
0: if she were to relapse. Well, it feels what like that it's would- only yeah, in service of one thing, which is. To rehabilitate her image. Well, even then, print. how
1: she came to the Oscars and everyone was like, Cara being served at the Oscars," yeah. which was a, is a massive move away from like how people were talking about her at, at awards exactly. ceremonies prior year, to that. Exactly. So I think she's. I think that yeah, it's yeah. definitely a PR move to go. All right, she's sober now. Yeah. So now she's gonna because she's put her on the about, cover
0: of a magazine, do a tell-all interview. And exactly. Yeah. It's
1: definitely like a go come comeback time. Um, yeah. And yeah, you to be on Call Her Daddy next week. <laughs> Maybe there was. I agree with you that that, that using that point of reference is intentional, I, but I don't necessarily believe that it's entirely constructed. That that specific thing wouldn't have been yeah significant I guess to mean, her. Just mean
0: like in any other person's life, that could have literally just been them coming home from a festival and being so like scattered and yeah. part. <laughs> That's
1: probably true. Like yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to say with this though is um, don't remember. Cool. Um, we've been going for forty-five minutes. Should we? Keep yeah, let's going? move on. Before we move to the next story, um, oh, well, this doesn't really. What? We already mentioned it. I was going to say this um, quick word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Woody Allen being at Veselka. Oh, uh, not Veselka.
0: Fucking Balthazar.
1: Balthazar. We did go to Veselka While we well, were though. there on Saturday night and us not seeing him, but we've already spoken about it, so it's not good. The other okay. one I wanted to say potentially is everyone just um, look Blake Lively's interview with Elle in 2012. That's all I'm going to say on that. It's good. Mm -hmm. Um, Cool. Take the floor, Sarah. Okay.
0: Last night was Hollywood's Night of Nights, the Oscars. We couldn't actually watch it. She sounds enthusiastic. We couldn't actually watch it because Eddie couldn't figure out how to turn on the TV. God, he's so annoying. But but you did our usual – that was actually really funny because we were trying to change the channel for ages and he was using the wrong remote.
1: And then Sarah figured it out. Um, But that's what you get for getting a man to do anything. But I
0: still couldn't figure out how to get the channel that we needed. But it didn't matter. Anyway. But So we just looked at the highlights and stuff. Um, And And stuff. (laughs) So here we go. Who cares? (laughs) Honestly, Hannah, what did you think of the Oscars?
1: Well, I like that at the moment with awards shows, we're having a bit of a run of, you know, the underdogs winning. Yeah. Which I really appreciate. Obviously, Brendan Fraser won um, for The Whale and watching his acceptance speech was for me quite – it was moving. moving. Um, it had the energy of, of you know, not energy but the vibe of like Jennifer Coolidge. Not as funny but like yeah. when Jennifer Coolidge won the Golden Globe, she spoke about how she kind of felt abandoned by Hollywood, Hollywood and there was a long period of time where she kind of thought it was over for her and Brendan Fraser had a pretty similar experience and he touched on that in his speech as well. And so I think that for older actors, um, especially actresses, but older actors too, who would otherwise be considered – past their prime or whatever or you know who look different from when they were young to be winning these roles I think is quite inspiring and and important I think also obviously there was Michelle Yao um and what's his name again Key.
0: I don't know how to say it I don't even know what his name is something a Um, guy from everything everywhere all at once yes how do I who won Kihi Kwan
1: I think is how you say it um yeah but his was so cute obviously but there's a quote from Michelle Yao. She won Best Supporting Actress, and she said, "quote Don't let anyone ever tell you that you were past your prime." Yeah, and I think that's a beautiful message from this year's Oscars about. I sound being being sarcastic, but I'm not. Yeah. Um. About, it's never. It's really never too late to continue trying to do, what you want
0: to do because if you just yeah I think yeah it yeah. is a um lovely, message. Did you see Angela Bassett's reaction to Jamie Lee Curtis winning for Everything Everywhere All At no. Once? She just sat there completely stone faced. Why? Because probably because she was nominated, but I also think she was probably thinking maybe she didn't deserve it. I didn't see the film. What, what, what was were Angela your? The you both nominated seen it for for uh, Wakanda Forever for Black Panther, which I did watch on the plane actually, and she was good, but like I don't think anyone should be winning Oscars for those movies. Um, for which What movies? did you guys think of of uh, um, um, of uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in? Was she in it very much in Everything Everywhere All at Once? Yeah, she's oh, really she? good.
1: I I really liked everything ever mm-hmm. all, all, all at once. Um, I've, I've, and I love her in it. She's yeah, this right. like,
0: she's quite terrifying, actually. Who else mm-hmm. was nominated in that category, though? Mmm. Um. Kevin McHale was nominated.
1: No, he was on the bar. <laughs>
0: he was working the bar. Hang on, I've actually got the list here. Give Oscars me a sec. Winners. It was Angela
1: Bassett for Black Panther, yep. Hong Chow for the Whale, mm. Kerry Condon for the Banshees of Insurance. Oh, she was
0: pretty good. I didn't see the Banshees of Insurance. And Stephanie Sue, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Right. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, but Angela Bassett didn't seem thrilled about the whole thing. Um, I feel like you. In those circumstances, you've oh, just you got just to plaster happy. on yeah. a happy
1: face, stand up, clap, like,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Austin, by the fuck, he would have been feeling. Like he looked
1: shit. pretty happy, but I guess he's a good actor, so.
0: Yeah, that's true. He's still doing. He's still acting <laughs> yeah. as Elvis. Apparently, he's. Apparently, I didn't watch anything. He's eating like a bacon sandwich. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> to deal with it, he's wearing the costume. Yeah. Um, no, apparently, his voice was a couple of. Semitones lower, oh, or de- decibels lower. I don't know. Um, like, uh, higher, like oh, he's apparently then, the accent so might come, be wearing leaving. off. Oh wow! I reckon as soon as this award season's over, he'll be back to He'll more. suddenly won't be Elvis anymore. But I was really glad Brendan Fraser won it. Anonymous. Yeah, no offense. No, like, Elvis was crass. I'm glad. Not that I win. saw the whale, but I just think Brendan Fraser deserved yeah. it. Um, because he's, he seems like a beautiful, beautiful man. Yeah, I actually saw a
0: really long clip from it the other day. Um, the whale, and he seemed to be like he was quite moving his. Performance. I can imagine you saw it, didn't you, Eddie? It was good. Yeah. Oh, like, the movie was so, so good. I was yeah, yeah. Right. Um, Just like Leah in Funny Girl, exactly. Right. Sometimes one person can it elevate liter- a film. Yeah, and that. But genuinely,
1: that is a testament to to someone's talent when they 100%. they can be a complete shining star in an otherwise pile
0: of yeah shit. shit. Yeah, not that by the way I was, I don't know, but yeah, yeah. Um, I I was pretty upset that Cate Blanchett didn't win. I know you guys had. I didn't see Tar. Um, but I was fucking devastated about that because, really, like, if you have not seen Tar, that is the performance of a lifetime. Like, what were you saying? It's like
1: the most or something. Like, oh, I
0: was saying there was this thing. I saw this good like t- string of tweets where someone was talking about like with the when it comes to the Oscars, like, or awards ceremonies, ceremonies in general. People don't tend to vote for the best; they tend to vote for the most. So it means like the most acting, the most screenwriting, the most editing in the way of like the thing that you can identify is done the most. So if you looked at the best actor category, for example, and you look at the people who were the front runners, the most would have been um, Austin Butler or Brendan Fraser because Austin Butler had an accent and was in a costume and it was a period piece and he was singing and he was doing the most. Does that make sense? Whereas someone like Paul Mescal, who was in After Sun, was a very understated, quiet performance that didn't feature any big scenes of like screaming and yelling or singing or performing. You know, like he wasn't in big prosthetics. He was just being like, it was a very quiet performance. And I, the movie uh, wasn't the most popular exactly, or, yeah. or like the most sort of gaudy or mm-hmm. highest production value costumes and whatnot. Everything Everywhere All at Once is a good example of the most. Yes. Um, and so I think often that's what ends up winning because people are able to identify the most rather than the best. Um, and it often I think happens within like best film categories, but also, yeah, best acting because people can like see if someone's giving a performance where they're like hysterically crying, everyone's like, wow, what a performance. But yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. But it's like if another actor didn't get the perform- opportunity to do that, but they made something with a much quieter role. I think Paul Mescal in After Sun was like, devastatingly good i didn't see it's, it i highly recommend he looked
1: so good on the red carpet he
0: did look so good he was but wearing like flared black pants and like a white he's suit and so little cute mullet. oh god he's hot um i love him <laughs> so much but you should see after some but anyway yeah so i think like that kind of is what happened within this thing but Kate blanchett in tar uh, uh, poof, like wow i thought she was a real person i thought tar was a real person yeah that's, that's how telling. fucking good it was um can i ask you yeah. do we
1: want to talk about the performances uh, yeah so R- Rihanna's back and she was great. Yeah, she was really good. That so was good really, to have her back, Rihanna yeah. back on the stage. I agree. Uh, Lady Gaga Ugh. wore a T-shirt and, like, no makeup. I, I will made them say, shoot the whole
0: thing in an extreme close-up. Yeah.
1: Like, I love that she takes herself so seriously. But, like, <laughs> I actually, honestly, Gaga – I used, Gaga in 2010, I ride or
0: die for her. But now yeah. I, I will
1: say sometimes she really pisses me off.
0: Well, I think, like, the problem is, like, shock – there's no shock v- – value to anything anymore and like yeah she like really that was her currency in a in a in a big way in an artistic way and i thought she was brilliant
1: she was now it feels i don't know i do find it kind of funny how she like did a little speech and apparently the song was written for top gun yeah i'm pretty sure she makes it funnier yeah. she was channeling joe calderon who was her her male altering ego yeah. from 2010 she that was wearing she did like a black a t-shirt yeah. And a braid, and no makeup. But as much as she takes it seriously and is completely sincere, it's also like you just get to the point where you're like, yeah, all right, yeah, it's enough now. Yeah, sorry,
0: guy Maybe she loving. should. Try. I think she should honestly just do like an album of ballads or something. Yeah. I don't
1: know. Um. The other thing was random little thing that I saw was Hugh Grant was extremely rude oh, to Ashley Graham on the red fucked. carpet. Yeah. Ashley Graham was interviewing um people on the red carpet for. Van, I don't even know, at the Vanity Whatever, Fair party. Yeah. She interviewed um, Hugh Grant and was like, he obviously was like, he was. But why so did he go up rude. for the interview? I don't know because she asked, so basically she asked him, oh, like, what's your. Um, What's your favorite you, part about going to the Oscars, and he was like, "Oh, well, you know, everyone, the whole of humanity's here. It's a real Vanity Fair." And he meant it's a Vanity Fair, like the it's turn of some, phrase. Yeah, yeah, and it's like a book from the fucking. Yeah, but also yeah. like, don't be a dick. You're yeah. at the Vanity Fair, like yeah. yeah. And yeah, she yeah. was like, "Oh, it's all about Vanity Fair," because she thought yeah, he, meant he was talking about party. Yeah. Um. And then she was like, "Oh, who? What are you most from excited that on, to see?" And he just see? treated her like
0: an idiot. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And she was
1: like, "What's your favorite? What are you most excited to see?" And he was like, mm, "No one in particular." And, and she was like, like oh. oh, and you were in the movie. Um,
0: G- knives Out. Knives Out. Yeah. And he was
1: like, I was only in it for like three seconds. She was like, well, you showed up and had fun. He was like, mm, yeah, almost.
0: Yeah. It like, was so it was She's so like, who are you wearing? And he's like, I don't know. My tailor made it. And she's like, okay, shout out to the tailor. And he just like, she stands there like cold stone face. He was being such he a He was pretty, a little,
1: like a little Such bitch. a little bitch. Like,
0: maybe there ran- a lot of respect for him.
1: I agree. And yeah. I saw all these comments being like, so much respect for Hugh Grant, not like n- not letting this idiotic da-da-da-da. I'm like, Ashley Graham is a very successful supermodel in her own right. And like
0: she – he, he was like just Ashley being a dick Graham. for the sake of it. He could – like if he didn't want to do it, he didn't have to do it. So no. I don't know why he got up Why and did, did you show up? If He's not going nominated gonna, for anything. I'm like what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, don't show
1: that up that if you're going to be like a dick about, oh, I don't like these things. Yeah. Don't
0: go. I know. Arsehole. Anyway, that really annoyed me. So. It annoyed me too. All right, shall we wrap this up?
1: Yeah so, um so to close we're gonna do the top three characters which you guys loved last time from Gossip Girl. This time we're gonna do it from Glee, which is fitting. Of,
0: yeah. Do, do to we start? go three, two, one? Yes we do. Okay, um you want me to start? Yes. This is really hard. Uh, three was hard for me. Yeah, I don't know like who mine is, honestly. Maybe Finn.
1: Mine's Finn. Yeah. I was tossing up between him and Santana. Me too. And randomly Quinn. Me too. Yeah. They were my favourite. Finn slash Santana slash yeah, 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 Quinn. But I went with Finn three. because I just yeah. felt like mm. I loved him from. Oh, my God. I
0: love it. From the day, day dot. Day first dot. episode. Corey yeah.
1: Monteith is, is, oh, was. Was, had the most.
0: Amazing charm about him. Charm you and know. like
1: stage and stage screen presence. Yeah. Like he was really just had this like thing about him when I you'd agree. watch him. Just I really he was a force, I thought, I agree. in a very understated way. So I agree. I
0: loved him so much. Beautiful all right, right. next uh, number two is Sue Sylvester for me. Same, <laughs> we're gonna have the same three. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. Sue Sh- Sylvester, honestly, Sh- one of the best characters of, of all, all time. time
0: on television. Some of the lines that come out of Jane Lynch's mouth in that show—they <laughs> are some of the funniest yeah. things I have ever heard. Like genuinely, no. like top tier. Especially the early seasons when they just didn't give a fuck about not being offensive. No, the she things was. She
1: would say like <laughs> just criticizing yeah. other people's physical appearances was like often. Literally, the funny like oh
0: yeah, When she's she- picking her like um when she like comes in to take over the Glee Club and she and she like points out the ones that she wants to take like eight. the <laughs> eight, yeah <laughs> eight wheels yeah. <laughs> 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 fucked like and it's oh. like but because they, i think the reason the show is so good because they went for it you have to yeah. go for it no
1: i agree and you just and, and, it, and makes it, it makes f- it funny and like everyone's in on
0: the joke yeah. i think because she's so fucked yeah she's meant to be fucked like <laughs> so f- funny the thing she would say about will schuster's hair yeah like whatever woodland creatures live in that fucking head of whatever like and, and i, I think also what
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I hope people heard that. Yeah, but the other thing about uh, about her, I think that made her such a good character was that despite that, she had such. She was so dimensional because she also had yeah. this crippling self hatred. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, yeah. and you realize when Mister Shu would would retaliate, that you'd realize the kind of the actual internal struggles yeah. that she had as well. Like She's she was so just this good. like so funny, but also like. Just a real, real felt yeah. real as yeah. like a human being, despite saying the most unhinged so things. So fucking funny. When um, the way
0: Sue sees it, like when she did the news, sees, sees it. it. That was fucking so great. Um, numero uno Rachel, fucking Rachel Berry. Berry. Yeah, Rachel Berry. Everybody also one of the greatest TV characters of all Agreed. time, particularly in the first Rachel few seasons. Rachel Berry
1: is Blair level. Yeah, I, I agree. Think, in terms of this like – this
0: is Leah Michelle's character. For those yes. of you who are not familiar, who with the obviously show.
1: was written about, like inspired Leah. by Leah Michelle. So. I think
0: the reason why Glee and the first couple of ser- series worked so well is because they committed to being about Rachel first and foremost. The mm-hmm. show committed to being about her when it sort of spread and like not everything was it didn't sort of focus in on their main character. And I think they tried to bring it back um, when it became about her, like doing the sitcom and all that shit. They tried to bring it back to being about her. I don't in think the I watched seasons. it that far because I don't remember her being It was so bad. But when I felt that the show really like sort of jumped the shark, if you will, one, when they left school, but two, when it stopped – mainly focusing on her as the main character. Like some characters are actually meant to be in the background and I think like something like Sopranos, obviously, not that Glee and the Sopranos are necessarily comparable, but does it well, where Tony was always the main character. Mm -hmm. So you would follow other characters, but there was never a time where like the random background characters became Bigger than they were. They were just the background. It characters. was like they
1: were trying to um Like Britney follow... didn't need to be more than no, she was. That was know? a mistake. And I think yeah. I think it was when they were trying to follow, like, oh, people love Britney, so let's bring in more Britney. Yeah. Even though what made that character so magical was, was the, the smaller one liners, yeah. not knowing that much about her, this random yeah. girl. And also I think they tried to follow the ethos of the show itself in that everybody's a star. Yeah. When in reality. There was one. star. There was one star all along, and we all knew who it was. Yeah. So like, and so did Sue, Sue Sylvester, who like commented on it constantly. Yeah. It was, I watched an interesting interview. I can't remember who it was with recently, or it was like um a, like a YouTube essay or something mm. about this. But like, it got to the point where um the way that what's his name um not Ryan Brad Falchuk Ryan Murphy would write a would write the characters was like whoever he was the most annoyed at yeah. would get. The biggest insults usually from Sue Sylvester or from other characters. Yeah, right. So like him and Kurt apparently like, oh who, really? uh, Who's Kurt? Hum- Chris Colford, Colford like often didn't get didn't along, get along oh, and really? so he would write things about. Well,
0: he got some gnarly insults that Sue yeah.
1: would often say to him yeah. that would like actually upset like, him because the lines fine. were often about the actors actors appearance. Yeah. So I think porcelain. what was porcelain, yeah. porcelain? What was so weird about this show was I think like so much of it in the script was Ryan Murphy responding to. Demand and responding yeah. to like real life aspects of the of yeah. things. Like especially because the characters like Kurt and Rachel were inspired by the actors themselves. Yeah. So because they were so closely knit, yeah. um, closely tied together, I think it created this weird kind of vibe of like,
0: yeah, it and crossed. So I it think, blurred the lines between um, like character and and, and actor. reality, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and
1: so. But I also think that the fact that he wrote scripts that way indicates that the direction that the show went in, it probably became kind of derailed because he was responding yeah. to things
0: rather than staying keeping things keeping it tight and the, true yeah. to, the, to the show, it's,
1: to the the show, show itself. itself. No, I agree. So.
0: I also think that that that's a good um thing about. The way that he wrote that line, which which Kurt does deliver, which is about Rachel, Leah, Michelle, and he says, "Uh, well, boy, is she? Uh, she's difficult, but boy, can she sing?" And that's what everybody references for Leah herself yes. now, um, when they're talking about like Funny Girl and stuff. So I do think that that like probably has continued on. Okay, uh, yeah. And you just started watching a TikTok <laughs> or something? Uh, um,
1: yeah, but. Anyway.
0: Shall we finish?
1: Yeah. Uh, if you listened to this far into the episode, can you please comment Hold your favourite glee character on our latest Instagram post? Um, please follow us on Instagram, TikTok, subscribe to our YouTube channel, anywhere else you th- can think of. We have most social media channels, Facebook even, Twitter. Yeah. Thank you. Um, please also leave a review on wherever you li- listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere else. It really helps us. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for getting us to New York City. Thank it you. really – Thank you for getting us here. You didn't get Eddie here, just ignore him. Um, But thank you so much. We love you and we're so grateful. We are so
0: fucking grateful. Thank you.
1: Coming to you live from New York City. City, it's The Second Estate. Bye. Bye.